0: praise god thank you again for joining our podcast uh, as i say every week uh, we appreciate you we we do this for you uh, that they may be a blessing to you that uh, you will gain some insight some encouragement from the word of god that will change and transform your life our hearts desires to be a blessing to each and every one uh through the uh, word of god through the presence of god through the anointing of god that he gives us to to teach and we're grateful for the technology to be able to do so. Uh, This morning, or whenever you're listening, I'm I'm recording this in the morning, but uh, I want to talk to you. Uh, If you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 17. Um, If you don't, uh, I'll read this to you, a lengthy piece of scripture in Acts chapter 17. We're going to start in verse 22, but I've been thinking about the world that we live in and and again, all the political rhetoric, the storms, the the COVID-19, the things that have just consumed our life, and and uh, you know I'm not much of a Facebook fan. Um, you know, adult and teen challenges. Upper Cumberland has a Facebook, but I don't have a personal one. Uh, just I don't have time for some of the stuff that's on there and all the uh, bantering back and forth. Um, I do have a Twitter account. And I read the news. I listen to the. Uh, political debates I believe that this is going to be one of the most important elections that I have seen in my lifetime and uh, I hope that you are praying uh, for our president and I hope you're praying for this upcoming election that God's hand would be upon it uh, and and we just we really need to, we really need to get before God and and humble ourselves. Second Corinthians or Second Chronicles, rather, seven fourteen says, "If my people uh, would would humble themselves and cry out to me." And I believe we need to do that. But the issue with most people is is that whole humility of of knowing or not knowing. I should say, not knowing who God is, not knowing how they should pray, not not knowing. Um, you know, there's just so many things out there right now between the, the uh, Islamic and, and Muslim and then the Buddhist and then you know, Scientology is growing like crazy. And there's just so many false religions and so many false teachings out there that people that, that are ignorant, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, there are people that really just truly don't know. So therefore, they don't know how to pray or who to pray to. And we need to know who our God is. Acts chapter 17, beginning of verse 22 says, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Agropolis and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, "...since He is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in the temples made with hands, nor is He worshipped with men's hands as though He needed anything, since He gives to all life, breath, and all things. And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we were also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. Father, I pray that you'd be with me as I teach what I feel that you've laid on my heart to teach. Be with each and every one that's listening. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them today. And Father, I just thank you for good health, for your presence in our lives, for your provision for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm, I'm looking at this passage of Scripture and there's so much in here that we could break down. And I'm just going to cover a little bit of it. But verse 22, Paul says to them, I see that you're very religious. The King James Version says superstitious. Um, and I really believe this describes the world we're living in today is we've got a lot of very religious people, a lot of superstitious people. When I think about religious people, you know, there's a lot of people out there, I think, that have a belief in a God. We've even got programs that talk about, you know, you just need to uh, have a higher power. So there's a lot of people that believe in, in a god, but they don't know the one true God. They're very religious. Um, that's not to say that they're Christian. That's to say that that they have some kind of belief in something, but they're ignorant of the truth. Uh, there are some that are very superstitious. That that you know they think that well, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. If I say this, this could happen. And 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 they're superstitious in the way they believe. And so Paul is talking to the people here in Athens, and he's talking to me. Says I, I perceive that you're very I mean, you've got all of these statues that you have built a uh, out of rock or out of stone or out of metal or whatever it is, you've got all of these different gods. You've got the the god of the sun and the moon. You've got the the god of the the wheat field. You've got the god of uh, of the forest. You've got all of these gods that you're worshiping, but yet you you don't even you're not even smart enough to understand uh, who the one true God is, who the the god of 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 all creation is. So. Just as Paul's talking to these people some 2,000 years ago, we have people today that are just like that. They have been deceived by the lies that there is more than one way to heaven, that there's more than one God to worship. There, there, are, there are, again, certain programs out there that just said, listen, just get your higher power. But none of this is true. The Bible is very clear in First Timothy 2.5. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. There is only but one true God. Those who will try to say otherwise are are deceived, and they're trying to deceive others. Paul, again, speaking to those in Athens, talking to them and saying, Listen, you're seeking something, but whom you're seeking, you don't even know verse 27 says so that they should seek the lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us now we don't speak like this nowadays but he says that they would grope for him the word grope is a word that describes a desire to be near so they had to they 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 had a a want to have a, a, a higher power, a knowledge of a higher power, but Paul says you need to grope, you need to desire to draw near to the one true God. We need to desire to be nearer to God today than the things of this world. You know, people have got to, especially during this COVID, you know, churches are, were shut down for a portion of time, and people got comfortable watching it online, and, and now what's happening is most people are sitting at home, and they've gotten out of the Uh, routine of going to church and so they're not even they're not even pursuing God online anymore let alone going into the house of God the churches are open folks get into a church forsake not the assembling yourselves together we need to grope for God we need to worship God we need to praise God we need to be in our word seeking God and yet people have, have become so apathetic people have become so lazy to the things of God God has made it clear he will come back And those that have made him Lord of their lives, those that have trusted in him and not the lies of others, those that are pursuing after the kingdom of God, those are the ones that will not, that will make it not be destroyed. But those that are doubting, those that have become apathetic, those that have turned a deaf ear and a blind eye to the things of God, those will be left behind. Those will perish. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9-11, through it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things have been dissolved, the manner of persons ought to you to be in holy conduct and godliness. God desires, He says. Listen, I'm 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 patient, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm 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 giving everybody opportunity to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I have sent you preachers, prophets. I I have I have given you. Uh, internet so you can watch it on. I've given churches in in every community. I give you podcasts and the technology for podcasts. We have got missionaries going all around the world, distributing the Bible and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet we still have people that will turn away. And the Bible says that he will come as a thief in the night at a time that you do not know. You need to know. The word is out there. The word is truth. The opportunities have been given and we need to seek after the Lord with all of our heart. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17 verse 29 says, therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought to not think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. See, God is a spirit and he is not something created by the hands or imagination of man. If you go over to Isaiah chapter 44, verses 6 through 20, I'm not going to read all of this for sake of time and my voice, but in Isaiah 44, verses 6 through 20, Isaiah the prophet is talking to the people about this, and he talks to them about people that are making gods out of metal and wood. The prophet tells us that people will make gods out of wood and throw the carvings of the very wood into the fire to heat their home. So in other words, it says that if you go over there and read in Isaiah, I think it's around verse fifteen and sixteen, that he talks to them, He says, You will you will grow a tree and you will, you will care for that tree. You'll put a lot of work into that tree growing. And then when it gets to the right height, you will cut it down. You will take part of that wood and carve it into an image to worship. And the rest of it you'll use for heating your home and cooking your food. Think about that. How ludicrous is that? That the same, the same wood to heat your house and cook your food, you're worshiping that log. And then it also talks about people that will take metal and they will form and they will shape and they will sweat over metal and then they'll turn around and they'll call that metal God. Listen, the one true God, the God in whom we serve, he doesn't need our help. He does not need us to do anything to to form or to shape him. He is. He is the everlasting God. He is the one that spoke the universe into existence. He is the one that made you and me. We need to worship him because He is spirit and in truth. He is not wood or metal. He created wood. He created metal. He created plastic. He created everything that is made. And so, He cannot be made of anything. My God, the one true God, is not an object that can be destroyed. Isaiah 44:18 says, They do not know nor understand, for He has shut their eyes so they cannot see, and their hearts so that they cannot understand. Don't be those people that have closed their hearts to the things of God. I want to encourage you this morning. Open your hearts. Open your minds. Open your your mouth and cry out to the one true God and ask Him to come into your heart and be Lord of your life. The Bible says in Acts 17, verse 23, Therefore the one in whom you worship without knowing Him, I proclaim to you. See, the one true God is healer, deliverer, and ever-present help in time of need. He wants to provide for you. He wants to transform you. He wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing. Many people will say, man, there are so many ways. But Jesus said it best. In John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Anybody that tries to lie to you and tell you that there is more than one way to heaven, anybody that tries to lie to you and tell you that there's one, there's more than one way to live, you need to understand they're feeding you a bill of goods. There is only one way, and his name is Jesus. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. For those that know God and have a relationship with Him through the, through His Son, Jesus, and have been filled with His Spirit, we know the way to peace, the way to truth, and the way to comfort. My question for the rest of you is this, do you know Him? Have you ever heard anything about Him? Have you ever been taught anything about Him? Has anybody tried to share Him with you? Have you ever looked at someone's life that is serving God and say, man, I wish I knew him. The people of Athens were were creating all these false gods. And Paul comes in and says, let me tell you about the resurrected Lord. And they said, oh, we got to hear more about this God. You know, you sit there and and you look throughout the Bible and and you just, for me, every morning, uh, just about every morning, I'll say that, um, I I get up and, and as I begin to pray, I begin to call out to who God is in my life. In, in Luke chapter one, it's it's the story of of, of the, the 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 angel Gabriel coming and speaking to Mary and beginning to tell Mary that she's going to be uh, she's going to give birth to a son. And she says, "But but I'm a virgin. How can I give this?" And the angel, of the Lord, begins to speak to Mary and tell Mary uh, in verse uh, thirty one, he says, "Behold, you will conceive and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." In verse thirty two, says, "He will be great." and be called the Son of the Highest. He will be great and called the Son of the Highest. Gabriel declared that he is the Son of God. We need to know him and recognize him for who he is. He is the Son of God, the one true God. He is the Creator of all. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 talks about the, the wise men that would come to worship him. They knew who he was. They they even they even told Pilate, they we come to worship the king, the Messiah. We have seen his star. Luke chapter 2 verse 25 through 38 talks about uh Simeon and Anna. And Simeon who was told he said that uh, he would not depart from this earth until he looked into the eyes of his creator. And and, and we know that Mary and Joseph uh brought jesus to be circumcised and brought him to the temple and, and 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 simeon got to hold him and and declare that he had seen god anna who was a widow who fasted and prayed and she was promised that she too would see the one true god they knew they believed and they waited both the wise men who traveled far believed. Both both Simeon, who was old, knew that his eyes would not fade without seeing God. Anna, who was a widow who fasted and prayed, believed that she would someday see the coming Messiah. Mary, who was a virgin, who was a teenager, was told by an angel that she would give birth and she believed. John the Baptist declared he had never seen Jesus, He didn't know he didn't know they'd never met face to face, but when Jesus walked by, the Spirit of God that was in him that was placed in him, when, when he was in his mother's womb, as Jesus passed by, John the Baptist cried out in John chapter 1 verse 29. He says, "Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Do you know who He is? Do you acknowledge God? We've got to believe. We've got to know in whom the God that we worship. Mark chapter 8, Jesus asked his disciples who, he thought, uh, who they thought he was. And in verse 29, Peter said, you are the Christ. Jesus said, you only know that because of my Father who is in heaven. Mark chapter 15, verse 39, when Jesus breathed his last breath on the cross, the Roman soldier declared, truly this man is the Son of God. He understood. Paul, on the road to Damascus, he was blinded. He was knocked off his his camel or his horse or his feet or whatever, and he falls down, and, and a voice called out to him, and Paul acknowledged him and called him Lord. John, the revelator, on the island of Patmos, his eyes had been blinded, and yet when God showed up, he declared in Revelation chapter 1, verse 13, that he saw one like the son of man blinded naturally but he saw spiritually there are many that can see naturally and yet they do not know and they do not have a relationship of the one true god they are ignorant to the truth and they've been blinded by the eyes by the lies of of the things of this world that we live in it's time to know the truth because we know that the truth, the knowledge of the truth will set us free. So my question to you is this. How do you know Him? Who is your God? See, do you know Him as your Savior? Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we can be saved. We shall be saved do you know him as savior have you called out to him repented of your sins and asked him to come into your life and be lord of your life that's first and foremost above all things is to know jesus christ as our savior do you know him as your comforter matthew chapter 11 verse 28 he says come to me all you labor and heavy laden and i will give you rest do you know him as your comforter? Listen, in the times we're living in, man, with all the sickness, with everything that's going on, man, we people are str- people are looking for a comforter. They're looking for comfort. You cannot find comfort in a bottle. You cannot find comfort in a pill. You cannot find comfort in drugs. You cannot find comfort in, in, a, in a relationship with someone else trying to think that enough sex is going to do it for you. The only true comfort you're ever going to find is when you have a relationship with the one true God? Are you looking for a confidant? You know, I think about that. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 14, it says this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Have you ever confided in someone who just said, oh, I won't tell anybody, and they turn around and they tell everybody? I mean, you just can't trust people nowadays. But you can trust the Lord. He said just come to Him and ask anything. Anything. And if we ask anything according to his will, listen, if you know his word, his word is his will. He wants, he delights in in, in us coming to him. He delights in the fact that, 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 you know, he wants to know everything about us, all of our needs, all of our wants, all of our desires, all of our aches, all of our pains. And he's not going to go and tell a bunch of people. We need to know him as our confidant. We need to know him as our deliverer. Luke chapter 8, verse 41 says, Jesus laid hands on him and said, And the demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. See, even the demons knew his name. Do you know him? Has he delivered you? He brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage. He brought me out of the bondage to drugs and to alcohol. What has he brought you out of bondage? Or are you still in bondage? You can call out to Him today and He can can deliver you from an addiction to pornography or addiction to drugs or an addiction to food. He can deliver you from whatever it is that is holding you captive. He will come into your life and He will set you free. The only one that we need to to serve is the Lord our God. Do you know Him as healer? James 5, 14-16 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Listen, he is your healer. Listen, I've got friends. I've got family. and I know people that are right now, currently, they're dealing with this COVID virus. But I know that God is healer. Last weekend, I went and preached at a revival up in Ohio. And we saw many people healed, many people delivered, and we saw many people filled. Do you know him as your Holy Spirit baptizer? Matthew chapter 3 verse 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. When you've made him your Savior, when you've cried out to him and let him be your deliverer, when you when you have confided in him and told him and repented of all of your sins, then you need to ask, Lord, come into my life, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You can't do it in your own strength, but through the strength and in the power of the Holy Spirit, man, you can do all things through Christ Jesus, who gives you strength. And lastly. Do you know him as king? Listen, it doesn't matter who wins this election. They're president of the United States, but they're not king of the world. There is only one true king, and his name is Jesus. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 16, it says, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and his head were, on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed and in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it should strike the nations and he himself will rule with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh, a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There is only one King. There is only one Lord. There is only one God. There is only one way to heaven. And his name is Jesus. Paul asked the people in Athens as he was sharing with him. Do you know him? Let me tell you about the unknown God. The one that you built a a statue to and know nothing about. Let me tell you. You don't need stone. You don't need metal. You don't need wood. You only need to believe in the living Savior. The one who died for you, the one who rose for you, the one who's alive today, and he's just waiting for you to call out to him this morning and to confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's wanting to touch you this morning. He's wanting to heal your body. He's wanting to deliver you from your bondage. He's wanting you to come to him and confide in him every issue that you have. He just wants to be King and Lord of your life father i pray for each and every one that's listened to this message i pray father god that you would touch them lord right now for those of them that are listening today that know you as lord and savior lord i pray that you would just use them mightily to share their testimony with others if they have any need any want any struggle in their life i pray father god that you would bless them touch them heal them deliver them right now For those that may be listening to this message, Father God, that they do not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today, Father God, that they would understand anything that they've heard that is not about Jesus. Anything that they've heard that is not about the one true God is a lie. And Father, we pray today that they would cry out to you and Father, just acknowledge that you are the one true God and that they would make you Lord of their life. Lord, I thank you again for all that you're doing in us, through us, and with us. Thank you for your healing touch, for your protection and your provision. Father, we thank you for blessing us, for dying for us, for rising for us, and for sending your Holy Spirit. And we give you praise for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hope that this has been a blessing to you. Hope that you'll pray. If you need anything from us, please call us, 888-888. 688-0470. You can email us, find us on Facebook, share your prayer request with us. We want to pray for you. God bless you. Talk to you next week.